after I really learned and practiced gratitude, then it became discipline. And I would say discipline above everything else because you need discipline to keep a positive mindset. You need discipline to constantly be grateful. Discipline has probably been the number one thing that has gotten me through everything, all of my successes, everything I would to discipline. Our mission is to illuminate the way for our next generation to be aware, be accountable, and appreciate life. And that starts with us being the best emotionally intelligent examples we can be. I am one of your hosts, Recovery Ray. Let's learn and grow together. Welcome to episode 131 of the Balance Period Podcast, the show where we share stories of self-observation and actualization with one intention in mind, and that is to empower you to be the best emotionally intelligent example you can be for our next generation. I am one of your hosts, Recovery Ray. And the Bald Sage. All right. For today's episode, we have a very special guest with us. She is the CEO of ASM Consulting. She is a small business strategist that serves aspiring entrepreneurs and helps them start, build, and scale their business online. We would love to welcome Amber McIntyre to the show. How are you doing today, Amber? I am doing well. I cannot complain. Thank you both for having me. For sure. And just to throw it out there, we are currently working with Amber. So when you notice balance periods start to grow, you start to see us more places know that this is why. Okay. All right. So, all right. I would love now, Amber, for you to give a formal introduction for our listeners. So give them a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Absolutely. Again, thank you for having me on the show. Again, as he mentioned, my name is Amber McIntyre and I am a small business strategist. Um, I'm also a mom and a wife. And just a little background, I am still also um, a corporate, so I'm still a nine to five. And I always like to lead with that just because I'm really, really passionate about telling people you just got to start. Um, I'm really, really passionate about being completely transparent with my progression as well. Um, I do do a lot. So as far as trying to talk about balance, keeping you know my mom role, making sure my kids are the priority and making sure that I'm living within my own happiness. I'm really big with professional development, so I'm always climbing the ranks at work, so being a project manager. But then also recently, so three years ago, me and my husband actually started a tree business, which is where this whole entrepreneurial kickoff happens. Uh, Our tree business was doing really, really good. We always joke like he's the muscle and I'm the brains. And then, but obviously tree work is not something I'm passionate about. Like it's not something I wanted to do, which is how ASM started. So just a little bit of background. Perfect. And that was actually a perfect segue because I wanted to talk a little bit more about what inspired you to start this consulting company. What made you say, hey, I want to go out and empower entrepreneurs to start their own business and to scale it and for them to be successful entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. in whatever space they so choose. Absolutely. So it's honestly, it's a fully loaded uh, story. So ultimately, it was our tree business. But Prior to that, I decided to go back to uh, school. So I originally um, came out of school because I had my daughter and it was like kind of picking getting a really good job or being able to go to school, not necessarily being able to take care of her the best. So I opted to go to work first and then I had to go back to school later. Um, But it was like truly in alignment between me and my husband starting our first company and then me going back to school. I went um, went back for business management Um, Because, again, I wanted to climb the ranks at work, and it just kind of aligned with project management. But I took a marketing class and absolutely fell in love with it, so I shifted um, my major at school. 
And then I just learned all of these principles, but they weren't in alignment with our tree business because, you know, book smart versus street smart, there was definitely a gap in between the two. And so I wanted to just bring my own twist. So as far as like the alignment piece, that's how it started. But as far as the battle within myself, I was showing up to my nine to five and I just wasn't happy. I wasn't completely fulfilled within project management. So I work for a clinical trials company. So we do important work, but I still was missing that, like that true passion that was going to get you up in the morning. I didn't quite have that. And like, I really wanted that. Like I'm always like setting a goal, crossing it off, setting the next goal. But as I kept going up and I reached what I thought would be success, being the senior PM and having all of these different credentials, what society deems as success, I still wasn't happy. And that kind of led to this journey. Yeah, I experienced something similar along my journey, too. So what was it that you began to do in order to begin to discover what it is that you wanted to do? So it's really funny, actually. I caught myself doing a lot of complaining prior to deciding to make a shift. I was complaining a lot. I was blaming other people. Um, and I remember me and two other my, two other girlfriends, we all worked together at this, uh, at this central laboratory. And we all would just sit there and complain about our positions, complain about not liking the job. And then one day I just got tired of complaining. Like I finally, um, I really got into reading a lot. And I realized that regardless of what happens to me or what position I may be in, like I played part in that. And so first it started off with just complaining. Like I knew I had to do something different. I didn't want to just be this unhappy person that's always complaining about the same stuff. Every time I'm talking to somebody else that's not necessarily in that situation, it's different complaining to the people that actually work there. But I was taking the same cloud and I was attaching it to all my other relationships. Well, what actually helped me was really learning how to monetize my skills and really taking a moment, taking a step back to assess what I'm good at. What do I enjoy? And I think it's something that we don't ask ourselves often, which is um, kind of crazy if you think about how small it is. Like really taking a step back to say, what do you actually like to do and not attach any money to it. Don't attach anyone else to it. So even as a mom, I'm constantly putting my kids and my husband first because in a sense, their happiness brings me happiness, but it still wasn't the primary happiness, like my true inner happiness. And so when I started to figure that out, spending time with myself, figuring out what I enjoy, figuring out what brings me peace, how to calm down, how to do transitions, um, that kind of just led me into business. Like it's what I love. That's awesome. When you were going through that process of getting to know yourself, did you start to see then your life kind of switch from being from outside to inside to now more so inside to outside, if that makes sense? It does make sense, and yes. So one of the other things I try to be very transparent about is like finding yourself and your happiness is not this glorious road. It, it ends up being, you end up being in this really happy place where I'm not dependent on anybody else's happiness or I'm not looking for someone else to validate me. Like if someone tells me no, I'm like, you know, thank you for your time and then I'll go find a yes. But when I first started this journey, it was actually really painful. Like waking up one day realizing like, you don't even know who you are. Like you end up having, it's called imposter syndrome when you start feeling like, who am I? What am I dealing with? Like, I don't even know where to begin. So like that journey was very painful for me. However, 
What I will say is um, gratitude got me through it. And everything that I felt on the inside, once I went through the discovery, right? Because I was really upset that I went through all this stuff and I didn't even know who I was. But once I got through that process, I hit a moment where how I felt on the inside started to play in my outside. So me validating myself, me me loving myself, first of all, taught other people how to love me. You know, me walking with confidence made other people respect me. And so, yeah, I would say it definitely did. That's awesome. Thank you. We can only manage what we measure. That's why we partnered with Whoop so you can get the all-new WHOOP 4.0 for free. It's the latest and most advanced fitness and health wearable on the market. Not only does it monitor your recovery, sleep, training, and overall health, it also offers personalized recommendations and coaching feedback. I've been using the WHOOP 3.0 for about a year and a half now, and the feature that I'm looking forward to most in the WHOOP 4.0 is the haptic technology, which allows it to gently vibrate. So now I'll be able to be awakened by a gentle vibration on my wrist at either my body's optimal time of recovery or a predetermined time that I set before I go to bed. Visit join.whoop.com forward slash balance period and order your Whoop 4.0 today. And so you mentioned before that you enjoy reading. You were reading some books. Was there a book in particular that kind of helped spark something in you to say, okay, I'm going to stop complaining and I'm about to start taking action and figure out who it is I want to be and what I want to do with my life? Man, there's so many. Um, One of them, it's a pretty common one. I would have to say Rich Dad, Poor Dad uh, was definitely beneficial for me. Uh, Think and Grow Rich, that was also another one um, that I actually refer to consistently whenever I'm kind of stuck. And that one is one where I want to say there's like 15 chapters and they each chapter is devoted to one particular thing because you're really trying to learn how to uh, control your positive mindset, you know, and that that takes practice. A lot of people think you wake up a positive person, but like it's a commitment. And so I would have to say if I had to pick those two would definitely be the ones I think left the biggest mark on my journey. Awesome. Yeah. Rich Dad, Poor Dad was transformational for me, too. All right. So in that process, right, you talked about how Think and Grow Rich was tailored around maintaining that positive mindset. Mm -hmm. So how did you go about not only making that commitment, but then developing the positive mindset that you had to have in order to make it to where you are today? Um, I would say the very I would say there's three principles, maybe Um, I was going to give you one, but then I was like, I can't. I would say one is taking full control of where you are in your life. Um, I think we live in a society where it's easy to blame others. Um, it's easy to say, you know, you kept me down or it's your fault. I'm not progressing or my boss is a jerk or whatever the case may be. But when you really start pointing the finger at yourself first and really getting to the point of there are some things that happen to you that's outside of your control. Absolutely. But how you respond to that makes all of the difference. And so for me, I think one, just truly realizing that because for like, I read it a couple of times and I was still kind of dismissive, like, yeah, that sounds cute, but whatever. It really took me a minute to grasp that I was truly in control of my life. That was my starting point. After that, I began to give gratitude for all the things we take for granted. So I would even catch myself 
in the shower, like, thank you, God, for hot water. You know what I mean? Like, just thank you for the convenience of being able to go take a shower whenever I want to. So little things like that made a difference because the things I was complaining about seemed so much smaller. Like they seem so much smaller that I'm complaining about how to figure out a, a new funnel for a client, right? But someone else, so there was a, a quote that I read and it said, if you have a bank account, if you have more than one pair of shoes, and if you have running hot water, you are richer than 70% of the world's population. Wow. That was really impactful for me. Like it was, it was so impactful that I started researching it even more and it kind of just stuck with me. So like now it's really difficult for me to be bummed out over a bad day, you know? So after I really learned and practiced gratitude, then it became discipline. And I would say discipline above everything else, because you need discipline to keep a positive mindset. You need discipline to constantly be grateful. Discipline has probably been the number one thing that has gotten me through everything, all of my successes, everything I owe to discipline. For sure. That was a very valuable point. So we talk a lot about accountability, which is what you were alluding to in that first principle. Mm -hmm. And then finishing it out with discipline. So another aspect of this show and what we love to focus on is self-care. And of mm -hmm. course it takes discipline in order to consistently prioritize time for self-care. So can you share one of the self-care habits that you practice over these years that have helped you keep your cup full so you can be the best you for everything that you so choose to spend your time doing? Absolutely. Um, I will say this is the area I struggle with for the longest time because um, I get tunnel vision really bad to where like, I don't care. Like I just need to progress. Like I'll sleep later. I used to always have this mindset of, you know, taking that time, taking that break away. Like I always, I almost looked at it in a negative manner. So it did take me a while to realize um, the importance of self-care, the importance of sleep, the importance of a balance. Uh, those things really took me a very long time. Um, when I realized, believe it or not, I actually went through a moment where I actually had to be admitted into the hospital for three days. And it was literally due to exhaustion. Um, they couldn't give me anything. We ended up running test after test and it was exhaustion. And that's when self-love became mandatory for me. So for me personally, um, I actually combined it with a check-in for the business as well. So what I'll do is every quarter, I will take three to four days and I'll book myself into a hotel. Two of the days is just purely myself loving me, taking time for me. So I might arrange spas, order my favorite food, get some new books. Um, really being intentional with spending time with me and being intentional of doing all the things that either help me relax or help me feel loved, but giving those things to yourself. Um, I will say too that that has made a difference in my kid, the relationship I have with my kids and my husband, because I no longer look to them to make me feel appreciated or loved. Like I'm able to do that for myself now. So now anything that they give me, is more of a gift. You know, it's more of a, a blessing and I'm more appreciative because there isn't um, an expectation attached. So I do these little stays and then the other two days, I really try to brainstorm where I want my life to go. What have I done the last three months that I didn't really enjoy? What did I wish I had done more in the last three months? And honestly, that has been um, mainly my self-care routine as far as like on a whole, like consistent, recurringly. 
on a day-to-day -day basis if I'm having a hard day like I'm a big fan of ice cream I'm a big fan of just taking a walk like no phone no anything like really going to like scenery just to disconnect and kind of recenter refocus um so I guess just spending quality time with myself is probably the best way I do self-care that's awesome mine is very similar to that what do you do so I'm very big on going to walks in nature too. Like I spend a lot of time, if I ever feel overwhelmed, I'm dropping mm -hmm. everything and I'm going outside and I'm going on a walk where there's trees or water or I'll just sit at the water and I, I do a lot of meditation. So I'll do it out there, but I'll break mm -hmm. away from everything for two or three hours to come back and do something later. I'm telling you, me and my mother, we were just having this conversation when I'm like by water or if I'm like at any place where I can really see God's creation, I feel the most whole. And I've never been able to really identify why, but that's like literally, I can go from completely upset, irrational to like just centered and calm if I can get to some type of scenery. Definitely. That's really cool. Mine is actually somewhat similar. I use reminders on my phone that go off periodically throughout the day that prompt me to pause and breathe and reconnect to the present moment. So I use mindfulness as my anchor to keeping me at peace and keeping me calm. And mm -hmm. so that regardless of what's happening, because I prioritize that throughout the day, I have moments where I'm always reconnecting and staying grounded and, and making sure that I'm focusing my energy and attention on what is most beneficial for me in that moment. So do you have an Apple watch? I do not. They have this freaking, and it used to, it used to bother me. It really did. I'm trying to learn to appreciate it. They have this notification that pops up on the Apple watch and it'll tell you to breathe. So you take one minute and you, it's like, breathe in, breathe out. And it makes me so mad because like, I'm very tunnel vision. So I'm like, okay, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. I keep telling myself, you know, just try it out for a little bit. And I can't, I can't seem to do it. Like, I don't know what it is about, like, if I have to do something in the middle of doing something else, my brain takes too long. So then I just, like, don't worry about it. Mm. I, I completely relate to that. I used to have, <laughs> I used to have Apple Watch, and I think it was called the Breathe or the Calm app or one of those, uh -huh. and it would go off. And I realized, I actually did it. And when you do it, you learn that it's only seven breaths. And so I really had to ask myself, like, I don't deserve to breathe seven times. <laughs> like it's like is everything else around me so important that I can't just breathe seven times? And so that was one way that I kind of made myself do it. Yeah. See now I feel bad because it's literally <laughs> like sixty seconds, I think. And I still just be like, whatever, like I'll do it later. It's so yeah. bad. I'm gonna try it though. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a little bit of your advice and I'm gonna try it, see if it works. Dope. And, you know, even if that doesn't end up working, I know one of the one of the things I learned from high performance habits. Have you read that book before? Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah. So he he's just talking about priming, like whether it be before you do something or after just having that time to where you refocus, recenter yourself. I know mm -hmm. that was definitely beneficial for me before I started tasks because my mind, I would like carry things with me from task to task <laughs> and then be not very productive. So that was something that helped me too, just priming before and after things that I did. That one definitely helps me, um, especially because, so like I mentioned, I'm still in corporate. And so uh, project management can be a handful. But then, uh, so I have clients at work and then I have clients in my own business and then obviously being a mom. So I do have like 15 minutes before I shift gears. Um, I just have to take 15 minutes and do something that I actually enjoy. 
So I'm not really much of a TV watcher. Like I know it's so weird. Like I don't really watch TV. And so what I'll do in that 15 minutes is I might make a cup of coffee and go sit on my, my swing on my porch. Or I'll take 15 minutes and I'll just sit back and kind of um, read one of the books. So I typically am reading two books at a time. I'll read one just for fun. And then I'll read one for development. I like to read the one for fun because it's a great escape for me. There's some type of story in there that you're following or a mystery. And then, um, so I'll do something like that before shifting to my next responsibility. But even within doing that task, I'll break it down to like, if it's something that's very tedious. So you mentioned editing earlier before we was recording. I can't stand to edit. It drives me crazy. So I literally have to break it down into like 20 to 30 minute increments. And after I do 30 minutes worth, I can go and do something else because it takes me forever. And I will like procrastinate or I'll just draw like drag my feet if I'm trying to do it within one just one sitting it's not gonna work for me I literally have to chop it up hey and I think that is definitely something we can highlight you heard her say it doesn't work for her this is all about self-awareness that's the way that you can truly maximize the time that you have while you're here by being aware of what is true to you your authentic self and then creating the system that works based on who you are so thank you for expressing that because it's always nice to bring people's attention back to the value of self-awareness absolutely and i think even if because like for me like so when i was really having to go through um figuring out who i was my goal used to always be just to be successful like i didn't know what that destination looked like but i was going to try whatever i needed to in order to become it but then the more I was striving to be everybody else's version of success, I was losing myself along the way. So when I had to refine myself, I honestly, I tried everybody else's way and picked up on some things that worked for me and picked up on some things that didn't. But I think through that trial and error is how you truly do learn yourself. You can't take somebody's way and take it as a matter of fact. It's mainly like, does this work for me? And I I'm, I'm the same way I live by that. I tell everybody like this works for me, but it may not work for you, but please feel free to try it. The Balance Period store is now open. Each one of our products rocks our logo, which is designed to prompt you to pause, observe a deep breath, and remember that you are whole and you are enough. As a listener of this podcast, you get free shipping on any order from the Balance Period store. Use the code podcast at checkout to get your discount visit shop.balanceperiod.com and get your mindful merch today enjoy the rest of the show all right nick are there any additional questions that you have for amber before we go into the last few questions for no i'm all good perfect all right so you already shared the habit that you practice so we actually only have two more questions for you here before we're done so the first what three words would you use to describe the relationship you have with yourself and why would you use those words? This one is very hard. I just want to let y'all know that this question you are asking is difficult. I would have to say the relationship that I have with myself um, is evolving. Um, and I would say that it's evolving because when I was younger, I didn't have the best relationship with myself which caused me to have, so like there was like some trauma that I experienced as a kid and it made me be very uh, closed off, which is probably where the introvert in me ended up coming from. Um, but where I started then 
And where I am now, it's like completely a 360. And so now I think I am addicted to evolution. Like I am addicted to bringing other people that's going to benefit me, to uplift me. Like even when it comes to choosing clients, um, I go through this like screening almost to validate my clients because I don't even want to work with anybody that is like draining. That does something not only to your business culture, but it also does something to yourself. If you are building a business for yourself or you're building anything, this could be like a community impact movement. It could be a business, um, a podcast, whatever you're doing that you are working with other people. If you start letting people into that, it becomes draining. Like you no longer want to do it. So I would definitely have to say evolving because every year I'm trying to be better than what I was last year. That is going to be my final answer. There we go. I'll take it. (laughs) All right. So in going to this final question that we have for you, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm going to set the scene here. So you have one minute and the whole world is listening. What message would you share with the world? If I only have one minute to share with everybody. It would have to be a two-fold lesson. One, it would have to start with you are enough. Um, Just as you are, you are enough like today. Like regardless of the mistakes that you've made or what someone else has done to you, what someone has said about you, like all of that's irrelevant because we can always choose to be better than what we were or what we did. Like your mistakes, like none of that stuff defines you. And I think... Uh, Today, a lot of people get kind of caught up in the things that was done to them or the things that was said to them. But the two things that you are guaranteed, right, is a choice and to be able to make a change. So like, again, that kind of goes back to that responsibility piece, like you can choose to change. So like, literally, I can wake up and decide just taking one day at a time to be better than what I was before. And then next year when you wake up, you know, you're going to see the drastic difference. Um, A lot, I I read a lot and in a lot of books, it'll tell you, you know, six months can make a huge difference in someone's life. So I would have to say you are enough and just start today one step at a time. Dope. Yep. That's what we, we say it quite often on this show. It's all about getting started and keeping going. That's it. That's all you got to do. That momentum. For sure. All right. Well, that is all we have for you today. I want to give you the space now to share with everyone how they can get in contact with you and how they can support what it is you're working on. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate that also. Um, So what I do for, and honestly, like it started off, I think I mentioned this to you, Raymond, where I was very close minded originally and It was, I had a specific audience that I wanted to work with. Um, But again, doing the evolving and the more you learn about yourself, the more that you expand. And um, when it came to my business, so I actually started off doing a beta test. It was like, let me make sure I can get the results before I'm out here telling everybody about it. But what I do currently is one-on-one coaching. Now, starting next year, um, we're actually going to move into a course. So we're going to actually screen our candidates for the one-on-one program a little bit more detailed. But currently, like if you go to my website, which is ambersmcintyre.com, 
Um, or I can give it to you guys. It's just a link. If you would like to share it, you can actually book a straight discovery call with me. And what I typically like to do, one is to make sure that you are comfortable with me as a strategist, because this is your business, whatever you're doing, like you are the one that's most passionate, but you can reach out. And what I'll do is I'll build out a tailored strategy for you. That's going to pretty much reverse engineer your goals. Um, I'm really big with reverse engineering. So I figure out where you want to be, not only goal-wise, but what um, personal goals you want to be at. Where do you really see your life in a year or so? And then we'll put, um, we'll reverse engineer it into like a step-by-step -step strategy. So if you are interested, whether it's profit, nonprofit, whether you are trying to start your business, build your business, or scale your business, you can actually reach out to me and I'll be more than happy to take care of you. Perfect. And we will be sure to add the links to where you can do all of that in the show notes of the show. So be sure to check that out on this episode if you are interested. Well, thank you once again, Amber, for being here, for sharing your story. She sprinkled so many gems throughout here. Man. So you might have to listen to this episode a few times with a notepad. Make sure that you write these down. All right, Nick, is there anything that you would like to leave everyone with today? As always, you are already whole, and in every situation is only a moment, and you have the opportunity to change your perspective on whatever you want it to be in that moment. All right, and from me, remember, we are unable to fill anyone else's cup if our cup is empty, so be sure to prioritize time for self-care, continue to learn, continue to grow, and develop your sustainable self-care system. And lastly, you don't have to be perfect to be great. So be patient with yourself along this journey. Just get started and keep going. So thank you all once again for tuning in to another episode of the Balance Period Podcast. We look forward to having you all tune in next week for the next show. Peace. Later. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Balance Period Podcast. If there was anything you heard from today's episode that added value to your life, we ask you do a couple things. One, Implement it into your routine. Continue to learn, continue to grow, and be the best emotionally intelligent example you can be. The second is that you share it. You can find a shareable link to this show on any social media platform that you are on. Our handle is at balance period. And remember, be aware, be accountable, and appreciate life. You can do that by taking a moment to pause and observe a deep breath. Peace.